what it is. You know what it is. It's the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. Hashtag the sound of now. 2021. It's me, your boy, the sarcastic criminal, hip hop king of the north, the three-eyed raven of rhyme, great pharaoh. And I'm here with the profound conqueror, the mumbling mushroom, the Bugatti driving extraordinaire himself, Bentley Boog, and we also got the robber unreasonable, the Big Daddy Mac, the Mac truck, JB in the building, and this is the 200th episode of the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. Make some noise. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, very special episode, very, very special episode, but before we get into the content that we are here to deliver you, man, just make sure if you want to find us any other way than how you're listening right now, you can go to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, the Google Play Store, and or Spotify. If you want to get in contact with us, if you've got music you want us to hear, you want us to listen to and talk about on the show, or basically you just want to go back and forth, you want to chop it up with us, the best ways to do that, I do it for hip hop one at yahoo.com. Or you can go to the Instagram at I do it for hip hop underscore podcast. Again, send us links to your music, your SoundClouds. Just make sure your catalog is curated and not all over the place. Don't be sloppy if you're trying to get on. Tighten it up. Make it right. Present a nice package and possibly you can get on. You know what I'm saying? But keep in mind that music is subjective and it is subject to criticism from who? Us. The real people well not bug because he's a secret billionaire and jb he's a secret industry insider but we're as close as you're gonna get to real people you know what i'm saying if you want to follow us please do that go to at i do it for hip hop underscore podcast on instagram or you can go to facebook i do it for hip hop podcast now today we have a very very special 200th episode of of the podcast on today's show we have a special special guest he's family he's bloodline he's an author two-time author two times two times he's a tv executive did you make that move yet did he move to la yet not yet he's still got a week you know what i'm saying he's he's doing so much he's an activist he's an inspiration he's helping to guide the next generation into fervent thought and understanding he's fighting the proper fights and he's not afraid to get his hands dirty and he comes from a long line of strong and powerful women and men who led the way for him to be who he is today george matthew johnson the author of all boys aren't art sorry all boys aren't blue and we are not broken thank you george man thank you for being with us man thank you for having me i'm excited to be here and we're going to work on this pronoun thing throughout the show definitely, <laughs> definitely. i said the wrong things didn't i yo Yo, it's, it's See, you got it. And that is fine because I was a I was a he him for 33 years and you grew up with me as that and you have known me my whole life as I've known you your whole life and so it's all good. Yeah man, but we we go back to what M- M- Messiah Lutheran? Forever ever? Now matter of fact, we was we was womb mates, man. We was in the wombs at the same time. Yes. 
Yeah, we was we in the wombs at the same time. Moms was having tea parties out here in these streets. <laughs> yes. Our moms Word was up, pregnant man. at the same time. <laughs> Word up, man. And working at the police department. And working at the police department. Shout out to Plainfield PD. You know that's home city. You know how we get down. Jersey's finest still in the <laughs> building. Nice. Even though, yes. you know, I had to make sure I had you to know, make sure we got you one, one day, Jordan, before you, you know, got too famous. Yes. <laughs> yes, even though one day we will abolish the police. But um yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting thought. I that's like a very that. interesting <laughs> that's, that's thought. A, I like that real real talk. I've heard reform police, I've heard, you know, like 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 f- figure out the, the responsibilities and stuff. Never heard mm-hmm. abolished. First time yeah. ever in my life. Yeah. Are yeah. you serious? Well, yeah. You for real? Yes, I've, yeah. I've never yeah. heard anybody say about like get rid of abolish. I've heard people say you know, reform. I've, I've heard, heard people that. say like like figure out the responsibility. You know, like like basically split it up better. Make make sure they got the right responsibility. But never I heard changed. anybody say a spot abolish. That's that's yeah. that's, that's new. I've heard yeah. I've heard abolish. I've heard change the narrative. You know what I mean? Um, but. Ab- abolish uh, that's that's a that's a stretch because you know you give somebody an inch they take a mile we human you know what i mean so if we can't as a people figure it out ourselves then that's kind of them policing us but they not they're not doing it right but if you look at other countries they kind of got it together when you like uh was it like england or something like that they don't even got weapons they be walking around with batons and flashlights and we, they don't have they don't use as blatant lethal weaponry on a daily yeah and when they got and when they got to do pull out a gun they got like rubber bullets and shit like that so it's it's kind of you know that's what i mean like it's it's non-lethal you know what i mean so yeah that's yeah that's that's great but we can abolish them we, 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 what do you? What do you? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you? What do you? Hold on, hold on. Wait, time out, time out. <laughs> <laughs> George, you understand? Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the show and the format. We just kind of go in from okay. time to time. So okay. uh, I would do my best as a, as a, I guess you could say, as a moderator to kind of keep us intact. Because okay. yeah, because before you know it, we'll be talking about shoelaces and Air Force Ones <laughs> and why and why hood niggas or, wear black on blacks to stomp people out. So we just want to stay on tag. Or or K or 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 or, or K Swisses or niggas that wear K Swisses. Oh my god. Oh Remember my that? god. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had uh I got into a little uh uh Instagram uh back and forth with a guy named Billy Harper. Who uh he just started touting about K Swiss because one I posted a picture of Lil Wayne re- wearing K Swiss's courtside at a basketball game and I said oh I didn't know we was back on this and Billy Harper decided to come on and talk about how I don't know shoes and all this other stuff and the fact that he has like a pair of K Swiss worth five grand I still haven't seen those K Swiss Billy Harper by the way I know you listening Billy Harper you're not going. But yeah, but that's that's it. We digress. We digress, man. Uh, George, you are uh, LGBTQ activist. Is it okay to just now, mind you? Like I said, we're I'm learning a lot. I'm I'm, I'm in progress. Yeah. Is just saying yeah. LGBTQ okay before we even continue? Yeah. Okay, all right. You're not so going. You, you to can say LGBTQ. You can say LGBTQ plus. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, I was uh, about to say. You got go ahead. 
Now I was gonna say you gotta put the plus on there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you don't um, have to. It's, it's 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 accepted. I would say media wise, LGBTQ is where it can stop. Okay. Right. Okay. So uh, now you're an LGBTQ <laughs> activist. Uh, you yes. came out. Uh, was it right after college? A few years after college. A few yes. years after college. Okay. And um, you re- you wrote a book. All boys aren't blue. Yes, it is basically your your life story up until that point. Your young life up until let's say right after college or at, until fresh out of college. Like graduation from college, yeah. Yeah. So in this book, uh, for me personally, I had my views on the LGBTQ, and I read your book. I read your story, mind you. We grew up together, and I had no clue. The experiences that you had No right. idea You know what I'm saying So for me that book Your book was for me Was very enlightening To My level of intolerance That I just, just Oh this is just what it is You know I, I felt like it was more so. I felt like my behavior was more socially acceptable Right At that time right. Right. You know, and your book definitely uh, put a put a light on. You know, had me had me reflect on you know myself and really think about the fact that it, it, it's for me it's something plain and simple. Why am I letting them get me all? Why am I letting anyone anyone get me up in arms and riled up? They're living their life, live it to the best of your abilities. Right. Do your thing. I can do mine. We can come together when we need to. And when we don't, we kick it. Everybody lives. Everybody eats, B. It's very plain and simple. For me, it's very plain and simple. I've, I've come to realize that. It's taken some work, right. but it's to me, that's the gist of it. You know what I'm saying? Now, your book, All Boys Aren't Blue, has recently uh been in the news. You know, yes. it's it's getting it's beginning to get major headlines and major traction because in Kansas, mm-hmm. it is under it is under review. It's uh, there's a it's involved in a lawsuit. Not you directly, but your book is involved in a lawsuit that could basically set precedent on what's allowed in public libraries around the United States of America. Now that's a yeah. that's a big deal. If uh if you can, can you uh can you can you expound on it and go in on it a little more? Yeah, so right now the book is it's not it's not public libraries, it's high school libraries, uh primarily that that's been pulled from. It's been pulled from high school libraries, oh, okay. uh from several high school libraries in eleven states. Um with the criminal complaint being filed uh, in Florida, which it was thrown out uh, on Friday. Um, but yeah, basically- Always Florida though. Always, <laughs> always be Florida. Um, but yeah, basically uh, a bunch of conservatives primarily have decided that their next big fight is going to be removing uh, any type of storytelling that talks about race, that talks about gender, that talks about sexuality, or has any type of what they have deemed to be heavy topics or obscenity uh, in books. Uh, But the primary targets have only been Black authors and uh, Black queer authors uh, like myself. 
My book, though, is the one that is seemingly the top of the hit list, uh, primarily because I'm the one who responded. Um, I, when I saw what was happening, I already had a, you know, a pretty decent sized platform. And so I chose to just use my platform to kind of shed light on what was happening in all these local uh, issues, because it basically has been local issues. Uh, I decided to make it a national issue because, you know, it was like shadow banning almost like they were doing it so like covertly that if you weren't paying attention, you didn't realize that certain books were being banned across the country uh, because it was just being being done in such a micro way. And so when I started bringing light to the situation in a public way, then the criminal complaint got filed, uh, it kind of threw my book to the top of the hit list uh, and threw me to the top of the hit list because the criminal complaint originally was just about the book, but then they also said that I was uh, inciting people to threaten her. So then a complaint was also filed against me, which again, both have been thrown out. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of where we are. Any books that tell the truth about whiteness uh, are under attack. <laughs> and um, folks, I got, yeah. I got a question. I got a question because, well, you said that they uh, also said that um, anything that had race or gender. But do you think they threw those other categories in there um, to try to make it seem like it just wasn't about uh, like sexuality? You, you like no, um, no, only because critical race theory is, has been under attack for about the last three months. Uh, critical race theory is basically what is taught in colleges. It's a college level course. Um, what conservatives have done is basically told this lie that critical race theory is being taught to elementary school and middle school students. We all went to elementary school and middle school. None of us were taught critical race theory, which is basically just the truth. None of us were taught the truth about situations that actually occurred during slavery. None of us were taught that Thomas Jefferson was a rapist who raped Sally Hemings. None of us were taught that Abraham Lincoln was a racist. None of us were taught these things about that, right? Like we were always taught that these presidents were these forefathers, were these great people. So critical race theory has actually never been taught, but they have just decided that any books that tell the truth about situations of the past, but also what the current existence is with police brutality, what the current existence is as a black student uh, in you know predominantly white areas, predominantly white school systems, what or what it is just like to have the black experience overall um, juxtaposed against uh, whiteness uh, are, are deemed uh, non-scholarly materials that their children should have to learn about. Uh, they want their children to grow up in a world where the terror that their parents have caused doesn't exist, I guess. Um, and so they are attacking all books like that, but they are specifically, I would say at the top of the list are black queer books, uh, followed by black books, followed by white books that also touch on um, heavy, quote unquote, heavy topics. And so um, I do think they're throwing a few white books in there because they just don't want to seem racist or homophobic. Yeah. So I don't think the white books, like some of the white books are just getting caught in because they have to make sure that they don't, you know, because it's like if, if if the only books they're attacking is black books, then we all can see what it is. But they throw a few so, white books so in there. So they're just, uh, you would say collateral damage. Right. The white books, in my opinion, are just collateral damage. But it is specifically an attack against black storytelling that is telling the, the truthful side of the narrative uh, that often has been erased. Okay. Okay. No, that's interesting. Now, there's one one key word that you brought up there uh, while you were talking, and that word is uh, the term homophobic. 
Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I find I think that's a very heavy word. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a very blanket, st- you know, it's a blanket word to me. And where I, because uh, for me, I ask a lot of questions because I don't understand, and I'm trying to get to a place of understanding. And there come times where I might ask a question, and I can tell someone. I don't know, man. I just don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Oh, well, you're, you might be, you're probably just homophobic. But it's like, no, I'm not. I just, I'm trying to understand it. I'm trying, you know, to connect with it, you know, on a deeper level to get that understanding. But then I get hit with that. And part of me automatically gets defensive. Like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, whoa. Don't throw that, you know, don't throw that on. That's a head for me. I said, so for me, that's a very heavy term. Okay, and I would ask: Are there any uh, is uh, are there any other terms that you know of that may be used in in place of that, or is that uh, such a just a wide compassing uh, term that is just easier? Um, I wouldn't say that the term is necessarily easier. I think it is. I think two things can be true, right? I think you could be unaware of your homophobia homophobia and be homophobic so it's like i think it's really just kind of like accepting the fact that like oh what you just said is homophobic like and you're like well i'm not a home it's like no it's okay like it's not okay but it's like yes you are and you also were conditioned to be this way so for for people like me who i'm an educator right so like and, and, and so what i what i choose to do is go into the world and try and help people unlearn the ways that they were conditioned to be homophobic, right? Um, but everybody is not there, especially queer people who have been beat up on for their whole lives, right? Like, it's yes. like, wait, you've been beat me my whole life and you expect me to educate you? Fuck you. So that's where a lot of people feel, whereas I'm on the other side where it's like, okay, part of my purpose in, this, in, in, in life is to teach those who have been conditioned just as I was, right? Because even though I was queer, I was still conditioned to be homophobic, right? Yeah, I was still conditioned to 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 use, you know, the word fag uh, to describe things that had nothing to do with sexuality, but to, to describe uh, men that we felt were soft, right? Yeah. Oh, like oh man, that's gay. Oh man, you gay. Right. Oh, right. That's gay, right? And like even like I remember years ago, this Sprite commercial, Kobe Bryant addressed it, right? Like, if, if y'all remember that Sprite commercial when somebody was like, man, that's gay. And Kobe Bryant was like, actually, da, 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 right? Like, it, 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 like, that's pretty much the, like, the language that we all were brought up in, right? Like that barbershop grooming type of language. Barbershop talk. Barbershop Shop talk. Type of talk and, and antics that we do, right? It's just like, as, as, you know, like men are conditioned to be misogynistic. It just is what it is, right? Like. That, that, that's a conditioning that happens. And so it's like, yeah, you're a misogynist and you were conditioned to be this way and you can unlearn it. So it's like two things can be true at the same time. And it is very hard when a person calls you out on it and says you are this thing. But trust me, I've been called many things too. And it's like, I try to do my best to realize like, you know what, maybe I am that because that is how I was taught to be. And I just need to work to unlearn it and not to take it as like, something that I need to be defensive about as much as it's just something that I need to learn more about. So so uh, what you said was, you know, uh, take it and not be so defensive about it. But um, like the the uh, the situations that we're in now, like the world we're in now is um, everybody 
uh, in, in the LGBTQ community doesn't think like that. They jump to the defense so much instead of just having a conversation with somebody. You, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, it's would, like, would you, it's like, would, uh, you, it's like, would like, you give a racist that much of a conversation if they called you a nigga? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, 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 it, I'm, I'm with it you depends. It. it depends, it depends, it depends. Like if, like, if a racist like called you a nigga, you can sit like, there and have a conversation with him. Like, let me let me help you unlearn your 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 way. Like, of like that work is bad. Yeah, like, 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 so, real, real talk. Oh, go ahead, JB. I, I'll hop in after. So, not so, so, like, if it's if it's something that's that's blatant, no, but if it's something that you how know, could, like, how you could nigga you, or you, nigger you, never not be blatant? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, like, like you say, if you're in a situation where you know you see you see something, you notice something, and it may it may not be directed towards you, but you can interfere and educate somebody. Like, like I'm the type of person if I if, if something happens and I'm trying to help you out or educate you and you don't take it, then I'm gonna be like, all right, you're an asshole. I'm gonna punch you in the face. But if if we can sit down and have a conversation, because I'm involved, the type of person I was five years ago, I'm we we not we not doing that. But now. Yeah, I mean, I got kids and a family. I try to, I try to better myself and try to come to resolve quicker than I used to when it was just I want to fight. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I, but you gotta, I, you also I never been in that. the amount of privilege that you have to even be able to say I can offend somebody and deserve that they have to give me a conversation. Yeah, I, yo, r- r- real wow, talk, like, r- like r- real talk, like, like you really saying some crazy shit, like, like so, like. When I think about what you're saying, fam, like it's really, really interesting. Like, and and I said this a couple, a bunch of um, 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 episodes ago on on the show, when like like um for like for for, for, for the show we talk about hip hop artists and Lil Nas X comes up a lot, right? And um, like I be, I was telling the guy, I was like, I understand like how he is doing some of the stuff he's doing. Like, like one thing you said, like that's really kind of just like really kind of messed me up. For, like right there was, um, even though you might be gay growing up, you're still taught to be homophobic. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah, still you're still absolutely. living in that world. You know what I'm saying? Still, like, even what? though like you're still living in that world, and like 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 that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To be living in that world and and to be taught this but you are that and you're calling yourself that and you feel a like like, like and, and like like these people are they want they want some sort of um some sort of like 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 um like release from 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 what they've done to you and shit like absolutely and like and, and, like, and I, I was telling the guys earlier i was like i get why Lil Nas X is doing this shit that he's doing sometimes because like yeah like like if you like if you were going to church and you were dealing with Christians that were like and I'm a Christian 100% but like if you were going to church and you were dealing with Christians that were doing this stuff to you like I like man like that's fucked up so like I don't blame him you know what I'm saying for do for, for like trolling some of these Christians for doing like for for like really fucking him up like as, like as, as a 15 14 15 13 year old kid who kind of knows who he is and kind of knows the path he's going down like to really do that do that to a to a kid like that's 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 the worst <laughs> you know what I'm saying I, but I, I, I and that's why I feel like as a parent you know what I mean being tuned with your kids always 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 make sure they're comfortable to talk to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got two. I got two boys. So, and me and my 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 lady had this conversation the other day. Like, I'm I, I'm never I they, and they're not even my biological kids, but I'll never not love them for any decision that they make. You know what I mean? If that's what they want to do, you feel me? 
Um, so they they could be comfortable enough, you know, to 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 come to me and tell me. But it's like you you in a, you in that situation and you learning to be taught to be homophobic, and because maybe you didn't, maybe you couldn't tell. You know what I mean, whoever's teaching you that 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 that's the situation that you're in. You know what I mean? And that's and that's and I feel like that's where it's like, damn, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, one, one, one other thing I gotta say, man, is like, so I was reading some of the articles about your book and um about you know like what people were saying about it and like what the issues were. Yeah. Um and um it seems so so it seems, so your book it seems like it's built for you know high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some sexual situations in there. Um, and obviously, you know, high school kids probably already know about sex, probably already have an idea, probably already had talks with their parents. Well, should have had probably talks already with their parents at this point, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I mean, and, and, and I know this because I'm a parent, my kid is 12. You know, we're, we're, we're literally, we had the conversation tonight at dinner, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, and we're no, trying to get, not yeah. Yeah, we're trying to get him comfortable with with all of this stuff too, because you know he's he's in seventh grade, and we're trying to you know like it's 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 it's, it's prevalent. It's in their everyday life. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like I I was telling him because you know he he has a hard time talking about it because he's he's um you know you know just real reserved, and you know I was telling him I was like look I was like we can talk about this. I was like you like like I don't let him listen to certain music because. I try to bring him along slowly. I was like, but you know, at a certain point, you're going to hear it. I was like, and I know yep. on the bus and with your friends, they're listening to full fledged Cardi B. They're listening to full fledged Gucci Mane. Like you're you're hearing everything. I know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though I'm not giving it to you, I know you're on the bus hearing everything. I was like, so let's talk about this. Um, and I think that, um, so like what I go to every time when I hear parents complain about like media and artists and books and videos and movies and things like that and like you know people like oh they're pushing a narrative or they're trying to do this they're trying to do that like my thing is like fam like like that's what parenting is fam like you got to teach your kids like you got to figure out how to how, how to give your kids what they need in that moment you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times parents make it more difficult than it needs to be. And right. like kids, like ki- kids trust you. You know what I'm saying? They like your kids trust you. Like, and like really, they tr- they trust you a lot. So like if you tell your kid, like, hey, that like if 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 you see like a gay couple, you can say, Hey, that's what that that's their lifestyle. That's what they want to do. Let them do what they want to do, let them love how they want to love and keep moving. And your kid will literally just do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If or, you if you if you tell them, if you if you make it awkward and you make it weird, they're gonna think it's weird. And like and I think that like, like people sometimes I'm not saying all the time sometimes don't like are scared to parent those situations. They don't they're trying to say, oh, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want my kid to see this. Like no, like that's what you're there for to guide your kid through that situation so they know exactly how to treat this person and they don't they don't they don't do something dumb to this person. That is just living their life, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because uh, the, the other day, um, my the, my youngest son called my oldest son a pussy, and I don't talk. I don't like. I'll you know like with the homies, like you know what I mean. But I don't talk like that around him. So it wasn't for me. So he getting that from his friends. You know what I mean. So. They, you gotta remember, like the, as much time as they spend with us, they in school now, so they they influenced by teachers and their friends Crazy. also. You know what I mean? So it, it, this this shit get deep. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's really the, the crux of the issue is um, youth, and un unfortunately, like the youth are being treated as if they are not um, humans, right? Like, the, like we treat youth like property instead of coming to the realization that they are also like young, they are young humans who are processing real world things. And when we don't communicate with our children uh, about these real world, real world things, it's not that they won't still experience them. It's just that when we pull books like mine and other books and other resources from them, they just end up having to experience those things with no knowledge. Sure. And so, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, another thing I think um, I think that um, I think it's great that to have books like yours in, in the schools. Um, but for, you know, for kids that could, that could comprehend it, like in a high school level. But I think I think it's the teachers that don't want to teach that they scared to teach that. You know, what I mean, they scared to put that on the curriculum. Like, let's talk about this. You know, what I mean, and and they and they they're getting a check to educate our children. And it's, it's certain topics that they don't want to touch because they're scared. Like, if you if you scared, don't teach. Go find something else to do. You know what I mean? That's how I, that's how I feel. I feel like they they scared. Well, uh, in, in this moment, though, I can actually say it's not the teachers and it's not the librarians. It's the parents and the, parents. the school board. It's the parents <laughs> and, like, conservatives <laughs> on the school boards. It's like the teachers. I just spoke. So I just did the keynote uh, for the National Conference of Teachers of English. It is not the teacher. They they have they have my book in their classrooms. I mean, the teachers right now are being harassed, are being doxxed. Um, literally, they're, they're, they're like, so like the felony complaint was against mm. the librarian. Like, oh. Oh, wow. like, so you understand what I'm saying? It's not that the teachers and the, the um, librarians are not trying to put these texts in the hands of the youth. It is literally parents and conservatives and lawmakers who are coming in and trying to make it a crime for the teachers who are actually trying to put this shit in their hands. Yeah, it's not. It's not a crime. It's basically the teachers trying to get them information, and the parents need to figure out how to guide their kids in this situation. Like the kids are going to experience this. They're going to talk about it. They're going to like. They're going to have friends that deal with this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's inevitable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right. like you gotta kind of you kind of kind of prepare them for these situations, and like books like books like yours are going to do that, and they they need that education. Exactly. Word up, word up, word up, man. This is uh this is a beautiful discussion. Man. I just got I just gotta throw that in there. I, I I'm loving it. I don't know how y'all feel about it. I'm talking about the people listening. I hope you're taking this information in. If this is valuable information. Basically, it's books like George's book, uh All Boys Aren't Blue, that help prepare for the real world. What 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 inspired you to 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 to, uh, to tell your story? Like what like was it like a like a um, event that happened, or like was it just like this has that like I gotta put this on paper and get it out? Yeah, I mean, honestly, there were like I, I just kept seeing like these news stories, specifically around Black queer youth who were um, being killed, um, mm -hmm. Black queer youth who were dying by suicide. Um, and just like looking at the numbers, like how LGBTQ youth experience, experience homelessness uh, at a rate much higher than heterosexual youth, how LGBTQ youth have suicidal um, ideations at a much higher clip um, than heterosexual youth. Like the numbers are really, really scary for 
for kids who are, you know, dealing with their identity. Um, but there was one specific case, a young uh, black uh, gay kid by the name of Giovanni Melton, who was killed by his father. And in the media reports, it kept saying that the father told the police that he would rather have a dead son than a gay son. And that was in 2017, November. And I just remember it just sat heavy on me. I wrote articles about it and everything. And it just kept bothering me, kept bothering me. And I finally came to the conclusion that I had to tell my story. I was like, I, I cannot let another youth feel like I felt 20 years ago. Um, not be feeling seen in a book, not knowing that I existed in the world, not knowing that 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 there was precedent set, that I had ancestors, that I had heroes, you know, who were all stolen from me. Mm. And so that was really the catalyst for for writing the book was to one, tell my story and tell what it felt like to, to be at the intersection of blackness and queerness. But two, to also talk about the fact that I had friends and I had family and I had love mm. and that my family loved me as a queer child and didn't shun me and didn't shame me and didn't throw me out. And when you invest in your child, just simply invest in the child that you have and invest in the spirit of the child that you have, that your child can become an amazing person in this world and a change maker like I am today. Um, and, and that was really the catalyst was to, to give specifically Black queer youth, you know, the encouragement to know that, you know, that, that, that they, they deserve to have a life and deserve to have stories that, that tell their side of the story, but also, for all the people who exist around us, the parents, the guardians, the friends, the cousins, the, the, the anything, for them to then understand, you know, that that a world exists even outside of their own bubbles. Um, and so, yeah, that was really the catalyst for it. And I think, you know, looking at where we are, uh, I wrote, I started writing the book in 2018, came out 2020, we're in 2021, but looking at where we are, I think it is doing its job. Yeah. <laughs> do you, it's do, sparking the conversation, definitely. And that's what we need yeah. to have. Do you, do you think that book could have saved that young man's life? Um, you know, I don't know. I, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say, like, could it have saved his life? Um, I don't know because I don't know if his father would have ever picked up a book like that, but I do know that the, the, the fathers and the mothers and the guardians and the people now who are picking up the book, it, it is saving lives. Um, and I could only hope that, you know, uh, in the future that, you know, people who are um, raising queer children are picking up this book to understand that, you know, it is not your job to like demonize them because they are not what you have projected that they should be in the world or what you have built in your mind, your son should look like, or your daughter should be like, you know? Um, and so I, you know, I can't, can't really speak to the past because I'm one of those people who, uh, I don't have any regrets and I don't believe in changing my past. Cause if I change my past, that means that the book may have never come out. Yeah. Um, so I truly believe that the universe has purpose and uh, that, you know, things happen to, to give the purpose to the people that it needs to, to go to. Uh, but I do know in the future that it is helping uh, us save lives. And, you know, I, I just have to, you know, rest on that. That's good. That's, and I, always, I definitely always say when um, when they're deal, dealing with um, you know, um, people that are, you know, struggling with stuff like this. I've, I've, I've talked to a bunch of people, especially like, you know, a couple family members, you know, and I tell them like, look, man, like, you know, if, you, if your kid ain't gonna get love at home, fam, like this world definitely don't give them love. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So they got, so, so they gotta get the love. They, 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 they gotta get the love at home. 
from jump. You know what I'm saying? They can't get the love at home, fam. Like it's it's that you're going you're, you're making it exponentially hard on them out here, especially if they're a queer youth. Like you you make you're making it like I mean I, I don't know how many how how hard. So, but it's, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So you got you got to love them at home. You got to give them that safe space so they can kind of do what they got to do. Exactly. All right. So, uh, Matt, Matt, uh, Matt, sorry, George. <laughs> you can call me. I you call me Matt. That's Matt Mo 50, y'all. Y'all don't know. That's Matt Mo 50. <laughs> at AOL. Holla at your boy. I remember, remember. Yes. <laughs> My dad came up with that email, by the way. Matt that was Mo many, 50. Right. That was one of his nicknames for me with Matt Mo. It was short for Matt Mole Frijole. Matt Mole Frijole. <laughs> That's way That's too long to say. Dad. I yeah, did right. My dad used to say it. He would say it out loud three times. Like, like he would repeat it like Matt Mole Frijole. But like he would say it when I would come in the room. And I'd just be like, what in the world? My dad is country. <laughs> just like, what in the world? But basically, he shortened Matt Mole Frijole to Matt Mo for my email address when I first got my first ever email address. Everybody regrets that first email address. Oh my Everybody. god. <laughs> all it's all bad. <laughs> oh man, yes. but uh I uh man, let's let's keep this joint moving forward. You still you got more time for us, man? Do you have more time? I don't want to take up too much of your uh your scheduling. Yes, I have more time. I, I got my work done earlier today, so yes. <laughs> we money, we money out here. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, I just wanted to uh, go in uh, One of the biggest topics in every barbershop and beauty salon uh, Dave Chappelle He's he's fin- he's finished his, his contract with uh, Netflix He's fulfilled his obligations to What is it? Uh, four stand-up comedy specials And his last special Really, really uh, was not received in t- uh, To great fanfare uh, Fanfare as I guess people thought it would, he really he really goes in on the uh, the trans community. Yes, like like o- o- almost almost in a way that uh, now I haven't watched it. But I started watching it and I turned it off because to me uh, it get it got it, it the jokes are getting old. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. they're getting old. Yes, you know it's like okay, this is like you went on you went on this the last three specials. Like come on. You're supposed to be the greatest. You're the goat. This is not what I plan on hearing. But um, I understand, or I understand from his explanation that he uses the uh, if I'm saying this right, he uses he tries to use the LGBTQ and the trans plight as a substitute for black plight. Mm-hmm. You know, um. But it just, for me, it doesn't resonate the same way. Or the way he delivers them. And I say it doesn't resonate the same way. The way he delivers it, to me, just comes across as bashing the homos, the, uh, the uh, you know, the community. How, uh, yeah. how do you, how you feel about Dave Chappelle, his stand-up specials, and where he is in his career using this uh using the LGBT movement basically as a platform, I feel, to keep himself relevant. I'm glad you said that last part, right? Because that's really what the T is, right? It's like, you literally need our community just to stay relevant. How how sad. Um, 
<laughs> that's really what the tea is, right? It's like, you know, um, but, I, but I think the, the thing about Chappelle is like, he just lacks nuance, right? Like, it's like, you're trying to juxtapose black community versus LGBT community versus, you know, and, and say like, well, people more mad at, you know, LGBTQ people or about this, then they was mad at, the fact, or they were, they were more mad at what the baby said about LGBTQ people than they was mad at the fact that he shot and killed somebody. And I'm sitting here like, but you, what what does that have to do with us? Like, that don't have nothing to do with us. Yeah. Like, you need to go talk to black men that wasn't upset that he killed somebody and talk to black women that wasn't upset that he killed somebody. And, and even in that case, it was case of self-defense, if I'm not mistaken, exactly. right? Like, yes, so like, that's, that's the one thing that he no left sense, off, right? that nuance that, 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 that he was defending nuance, himself. Right? He was defending himself, right? Now, now, mind you, that that would be the only kind thing I ever have to say about that artist. But what I also think is so funny, though, is just like his whole lens on LGBTQ people is through a white lens, right? Because there are Black LGBTQ people. So how can you juxtapose two communities when you have certain people who live in both? You cannot compare and contrast two communities where you have people who have intersections in both because that means we have the oppressions of both. So when you're saying this oppression of LGBTQ community shouldn't rival this oppression of black community, and I'm sitting here with my whole black queer ass, like, well, they don't. They just ride together in the same fucking bus and run me over. Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, right? Um, so that's number one. Number two, I just think at this point, it just proves that Dave Chappelle's comedy days and his days back of Chappelle show he just had a lot of great writers around him he just wasn't as talented as we thought and that's sad the other that, people were that writing was a, that was heavy right there and that's, 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 that's that was that's heavy man and really <laughs> that was heavy like you just gotta get to the tea of it we, we watched four comedy specials and the only thing we laughing at is you know the fact that you're not funny anymore and we laughing at the fact that like where's that Chappelle's show funniness and glory and the caricatures and the you know acting like the other people and the you know emulating Prince and the doing this and the James you know the Rick James like where is that oh it's in the other people who wrote it's mine it was never in yours and that's what's so sad I think what's so sad is that we just realized that damn you really weren't that talented mm. man he hit him. That's, he that's hit him. literally, literally <laughs> he hit him. first time. First time I ever heard anybody say that, like, like put it in that way. Um, yeah, like, well, with the, with the, with the um, talking about um, Dave Chappelle talking about the the LGBT LGBT experience from a white lens, I never thought about it in that way. Um, but as you as you're talking about it. It makes me. It kind of. It kind of brings something to light that I kind of caught in the whole thing, where when he was talking about his friend Daphne, yes, um, he was basically talking like like the th one of the biggest things that I caught from the um, the special where um, I kind of got offended was where he was talking about Daphne and he was saying like I can talk about this because I had a trans friend. You know what I'm saying? And it was like. It was basically the same thing as like, oh, I got black friends, so I can say things yeah. about black people. And so I was I like, I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I was like, they like you, 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 like you know, you know, you just did the thing where white people say that I got three black friends. You, you did that exact mm -hmm. same thing because you have Daphne. 
<laughs> so you like to me i was like you can't do that that's not that's that's not that's not real you know what i'm saying like that's that's definitely hella offensive so that's one of the biggest things that i took from that and when you said that um he's talking about it from a white lens that kind of opened it up a little more for me yeah that's where that's why i feel like he was he was wrong but um then again you know what i mean he in the same aspect he's bringing to light that like you said earlier about um the people in the community uh committing suicide and things like that um it but it, it like 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 black on black like how we how we do things to each other as a as a black people um you know i'm pretty sure in y'all community the same like he's saying the same thing happens so i like it was a whole the whole show was a contradiction um if you if you could take bits and pieces from it, you could take the good and the bad. To me, it, it is what it is. Uh, he 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 lost a friend. He expressed himself. You either gonna agree with it or you not. You know what I mean? And that's that's just how I look at it. You know what I mean? It's 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 it's, it's content. He, he's yeah, an artist I mean, just like anybody I else. I don't even I don't give a fuck about that. Like we all have <laughs> lost friends. It don't give us the it like we've all lost friends. It don't give us then the right to go talk about the community that our friends existed in and think that we have an opinion of a community we don't live in or exist in. And like I said, the biggest thing is you lost a white queer friend. White queer people still have the power to oppress because they are still white. You're still white. And when you do not talk about the nuance of the fact that that's like, I can respect that you lost a friend and I can respect real clearly that you lost a, a trans friend. But then in the same breath, like you said, it was a whole contradiction because then you was also within that saying that trans women weren't women. So how much of a friend could you have been to this person? You know what I'm saying? Like where you're still denying their existence even within your special. But at the end of the day, you're still not recognizing the harm you're doing to black trans people. Even within your, I had a trans friend, it's like, yes, you did, but there's nuance there because your trans friend was not a black trans person. So you still don't understand the plight of a black trans person or a black queer person because your lens is still focused through a lens of privilege and power and whiteness. True story. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. This is this is like I said again, man. Good conversation. I hope I hope we're uh I hope we're doing the justice justice to this conversation that needs to be had on more platforms. You know what I'm saying? So, go ahead. So go good, ahead, Jenny. Can I can I, can I can, oh. no this this is book. Can I can I can I ask a question real quick, man? Like so um I so I see your book is um you know you 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 are doing you doing things with Gabrielle Union. Um <laughs> Um, which is which which is dope and like how like how how does her experience like color um like you know because you know she's with Dwayne Wade and they have their daughter Zaya like how does that color um like your like any any type of trans experiences you're gonna have in your show because like that like because that because like what what you have your experience and she has like her experience, like the, like that that experience as a parent, um, is probably really interesting. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like not like not actually going through it, but going through it vicariously through another person, kind of. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, like your your experience, like somebody's telling you what they're feeling, and you're experiencing it through them. Like, yeah. how's that coloring? Like what you're doing in the future with your show and everything. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it helps with a lot of the, the things that the show will, will cover because the show is going to be modernized because uh, I don't want it to be a period piece because if it's a period, if it was a period piece, then we would have to have nextels and, and chirps <laughs> and it, it, would be, it, would be a, it would be too much for the kids today because they wouldn't even understand what the hell was going on. That would um, be fire though, son. Chirping. I mean, like we what? had to have, like, like literally we would have to have CDs and like B-Day, you know, Beyonce's B-Day coming out. It, it would be too much. It would just be way too much for the kids to even understand like what the hell is this like what kind of cell phone is that like y'all couldn't text back then like you know what i'm saying like so it's gonna be modernized and so i think that's the the part that uh gabrielle her story zaya's story will play in this is that it's going to be a more modernized version of the queer experience the black queer experience um and there will be because and and even more interestingly in the book i talk about i grew up in, in uh Great Pharaoh, I was about to call you by your government. Great Pharaoh. <laughs> you could just say Pharaoh, uh, you don't got to be the whole thing. Okay. All right. Pharaoh also grew up with my cousin, uh, Hope, who was transgender. So, Thanks. you know, we, we grew up, I grew up in a family with trans with a transgender cousin um and her transgender friends used to come to many of the events cookie iris like they used to come to every family event so um the way it will color and shape the show though is it will ensure that like the current existence of 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 trans youth trans uh people in college are represented in a way that you can see like what their actual experience looks like uh versus what everybody assumes it to be um, and so, yeah, and Gabrielle, you know, being the mother of a of a trans child, you know, my mom was the mother, is the mother <laughs> of a non-binary child, right? And so uh, it will help shape my mom's character for the show, you know, uh, and it will help shape my grandmother's character for the show, um, who my grandmother was already like just a dope, radical person anyway. Shout out to you. God bless her. Yeah, oh, like God. think about the things that she was doing 20 years ago with queer kids, trans kids, and like fighting for space for us. It was like, wow, like this older black woman from the South was just a really, really radical woman. Um, but you'll be able to see it uh, and, and we'll be able to use some of even Gabrielle's experience to color what my mom's character will look like. Oh, that's dope. Oh, you're bringing it all together, man. That, sound, that, sounds, that sounds pretty cool, man. I'm very, very, very happy that's happening. Word up, word up, word up, man. Well, uh, you know, this is uh, I Do a Hip Hop Podcast. We are a hip hop podcast, man. So, uh, first and foremostly, didn't ask you, George, what are you listening to? What's getting steady spins? First of all, you know, it is not music of today that I'm listening to. We just got that Anita Baker still going. I not as I mean yes. First of all, <laughs> Anita Baker. First of all, Anita Baker is a friend, so let's be very very clear. Like the fact that I got to actually meet her in person and get to like actually talk to her and like she is like a, a friend and a a guide in my life uh, for everything that I'm doing. Um, but even on top of that, the music I'm listening to is. Um, I mainly listen to music from the 70s uh, and 80s, primarily the disco era. So I listen to Jocelyn Brown and Alicia Myers are getting constant spins on my playlist. Um, Phyllis Hyman gets the most spins on my playlist. <laughs> um, you know, that's the music I listen to. I listen to the music that all of the kids sample today. So <laughs> that they don't even, and, and they don't and even I know. listen to the music that, 
right? I listen to the music that, you know, all of the people come out today and think is a, is a new song. And we like, well, actually that's a sample from so-and-so, right? Um, so that's that's what I'm listening to. Um, and you know, the new Adele CD, you know, cause it's, it's winter and it's, you know, winter depression and seasonal depression. So it's great to put on Adele. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. One hip hop question for you, man. Um, do you think um, Lil Nas X is a is a is a uh, good ambassador um, for uh, like what he's doing? Like, what, like, do you think that he is on track, or you think that um, he can use some work? I think he's great. I I think it's 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 wonderful. I think you know. Uh, I, 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 I want more people to even understand that, that he has legacy um, that isn't tied to white queer artists who came before him. Because um, I think there's a misconception that like black queer artists didn't also exist and paved his way like Sylvester. Um, Damn, that, 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 that's a good one. That's a good one. That, know, that, that, he, so that he doesn't come from those. He, he doesn't come from the Elton Johns. He comes from black guys too. Yeah, and so it's, it's it's great, you know that you know, and but again, I do I love the fact that like he and Elton John have that connection, right? Because Elton John is someone who has worked with many black artists, right? And so, um, but I also want people to understand like that Little Nas X also has precedence in history with queer artists. That like queer artistry has always existed in the musical space, whether people knew it or not, right? Um, but I think what he's doing is great because he, he gives the youth the visibility and the representation, which is a starting point, um, to know that they too can can make music, right? And so you have people like, you know, Santana and uh, Cakes the Killer, and like there, you know, are many other, you know, queer artists out here um, who, who have also been in the industry, you know, for a while and making great music, right? Um, <clears throat> and I think though, him being a pop star, uh, it elevates that and it just opens more doors. And so yeah. I'm, I love the fact that he's with the shits. Like, I love right. the fact that he's like a troll. I love the fact troll. that Super. He, he, <laughs> he trolls people. I love the fact that he finds fun in the things that he's doing um, because it's only, you know, it's only opening up space for, for more artists like him. Because at the end of the day, you can be mad at him for the things he does, but the, 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 the he's talented as hell. He makes he's phenomenal music. Talented. Yeah, I always he said he's talented. Uh, and I also love the fact that he he just he found a nice little uh, nook and nestled his way into Boosie Badass Head. To the point that Boosie Badass tweets about this dude at three o'clock in the morning. I, I have, I have never Yo, seen anybody. Thing, I have Yo. never seen anybody, and in, in, I mean, in sports, any anywhere, in any world, any industry, own space in somebody's head like Lil Nas X does for Lil Boosie. Well, <laughs> well, 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 well. Uh, well, Drake owns real estate Kanye's head, but that's on, not we're not going there. No, come on, man, we're this, not going there. This ain't, this ain't, even, I don't this ain't even on that level, bro. Don't turn no, this into not. don't turn this into Drake slander time. All right, we have a good bro, conversation. Bro, bro, only time, I, only time I, Kanye I, I, got something I, I, to say. I just wanted to get on Drake. I just wanted to get on Drake real quick. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine. The only time Kanye got something to say is because Drake. But 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 like Lil Nas X can breathe, and Lil Boosie is right behind him for some reason. It's, a, yeah, it's like the weirdest it, thing in the world. It's like, yo, fam, like leave this man alone. Live your life. He's doing him. 
Like you, you, you ain't even got to be like you can block him. <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> nah, but it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we touched on it for a second, Derek. He brought it up. Uh, Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Now I remember watching. It was an old, old sway in the uh, sway. I think it was sway interview throwback, where Kanye actually spoke on. Uh, uh, being against like the harassment and abuse of LGBTQ and things like that. How, how, do, how do you feel knowing how does it feel for you knowing that at one point Kanye West was potentially probably one of the greatest allies because at that time he was so big to him being what he is now and it's like if he was to I, I think if he was to start standing up for the LGBTQ now it would it could be detrimental to the movement yeah i mean i i just have nothing left <laughs> for mr west um <laughs> how you feel about that donda bro <laughs> yeah it's like i i have nothing left um you know i, I think he's made his he's made his bed and he, you know he, he gonna lay in it and i think you know watching it all play out you know in front of the world in this way has just been very interesting i i still think that there is a coddling of kanye west that is unacceptable um by many um you know it's like i mean and i mean you can even i mean like you can literally use the kanye west comparison to meg the stallion right it's like you know, she whoa, never, whoa. A, she never, she never gets a chance to not be criticized. She never gets a chance to make a mistake. Anytime she makes a misstep, she's attacked, she's dragged, she's this, she's that, right? Like, it's, it's like all of these type of like, uh, you know, things against her in a way that Kanye West lost his mother 14 years ago, 15 years ago. I want to say and 15. 15 years ago and literally you are still seeing people say oh but you know that man lost his mother it's like mm-hmm. so let me get this right so he gets so 15 years later he get to say slavery was a choice and he get to say whatever he want out of his mouth he, he, say, his he could say i love this guy he said i right. love this guy <laughs> right while can, hugging he, him literally he can literally say whatever out of his mouth disrespectful rude way off way outlandish harmful to community all these things because he lost his mother but Meg the Stallion, who lost her mother and grandmother within the last two years, doesn't get that same type of, she don't get that same type of space to make her mistakes because of the loss of her mother, because of the loss of her grandmother. And so it's like, it's a much bigger issue, right? Around like the coddling of certain black men in the industry where it's like, we will let them have like, almost like a lifetime extension on their pain and their trauma in a way that we will never allow any other person who is not like that to, to have. 100%. I mean, um, well, that's, that's the I mean, double, that's the double standard. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, uh, I mean, there, there, there's still people out here, even though Meg told her story about Tory Lanez, yep. um, there's, there's people still out here saying that, like, she deserved it or that she lying. Like, there's still people doing that, even though it's fucked up <laughs> you know you know like it's like yeah. it's it's weird like pe- people still do that and so i i 100 agree that like definitely um it is it, 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 it's probably two things i don't it, it, i don't know maybe it's two things and one one big thing 
um, you know, like that that male privilege, or you know, people who just fuck with black women way too much. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a real hatred <laughs> for black women in in society, and it just is what it is, right? And it's just something that you know we we talk about, we yell about, we scream about, we do all the things about. Um, but it's like, at what point? does the the coddling of people who are harmful to the community just stop right um whether it's boosie whether it's the baby whether it's kanye west it's like when why do they get so many chances that no one else gets to get like they get more chances than any anybody other, anybody well, like, i can't i can't speak on boosie but i can well not, let me let me not say i i can't speak on it but there's something that i always that i've been saying uh when it comes to I think almost any artist, not just hip hop artists, if the music hits, people will forgive almost anything. Like I say, look at I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I think that's the way it is. Look at Kobe. He went through he went through, you know, the rape case and everything like that. And I I, I hate to say it, but I think it was Dave Chappelle who said if he would have came out onto that court and only hit for four points, everyone everyone would have been like, he's guilty. But because he but because he went out and scored what was it fifty eight, he got the benefit of the doubt. And I think it's the same thing in in, in music, especially in hip hop, but not just hip hop. Again, uh, that as long as the music slaps, people can will overlook everything as long as they got something they can bop to, as long as they can TikTok to it, as long as they money can, talks, money talks. Yeah, but like, when was the last time y'all was dancing to a Kanye song? Like, I can't even name a Kanye song that's been popular the last ten years. Dude. Bro, oh, I've been saying that for I've been saying that on the show. Hold on, pause, 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 pause. Gonna... <laughs> Matt, you know, you know, you remember us creating them them Kanye playlists to ride home from Virginia. I, so I know, but, I'm just but that was the last time. So hold on. <laughs> I'm like, we're not gonna have I can't beautiful, openly allow too much Kanye <laughs> My beautiful dark twisted fantasy was the peak, and then it was it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait one second, one second, George. Just say that one more time. I want Book to hear you say that again. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy was the peak, and then eight away heartbreaks was cute, but it was like <laughs> at was point, like Kanye West, like it was like okay, like all right, like she's you know she's going off into the abyss, like you know, like all right, like who's next? It, it, I mean, you know, like it just you know, like like realistically, like. And again, like why my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was great was because it was the visionary project that like a, a Beyonce's Lemonade was, right? So that was like his opus. And so it was like, I can respect that because that was his opus at that time. And it was really, really, a, a really imaginative project that you had never seen a rapper do. And so we can give him that, but it's like, the fact that people are a decade later after that, like still living on that, it's like, come on y'all. Like, you know, like, listen, like after, you know, after after they after they got ate up on the monster verse, it was like, can we like we see where this is going, y'all? Like, y'all got ate up on the monster verse by by the new by the new girl in the game, <laughs> and it was like, okay, things are changing in the industry. <laughs> y'all was the leaders of the industry. Well, but, well at, least, at least you got to at least you got to eight away from heartbreaks. Um, I, I literally 
I literally had to wait until Jesus to realize that Kanye wasn't it. So <laughs> at, least, at least you were there early, bro. 808 808s and heartbreaks was my shit. That RoboCop was cute. Slack, bro. That's, that was cute. It was cute. <laughs> it was cute. Streetlights street is still uh that's still that's still yeah, uh, like, still an emotion. I just for me, I feel like right now when it comes to Kanye, I still rock with Kanye musically because I still think that he experiments with sound that a lot of hip hop producers aren't willing to touch yet. So that's the edge I still give Kanye. Bar for bar, Kanye's garbage now. I can admit that. But just his production and what he's attempting to do, I feel like Kanye has yet to um how can I say it? for Kanye for this Kanye to get back to like for, to be able to realize his his true truest potential at this point, a new medium for musical consumption has to be invented. At this point, I feel like you gotta be able to see sound for Kanye to be able to give you what he wants to give you. He's on the next level. Musically, yeah. Tiana, Tiana Taylor would like a word, but um, oh, oh Tiana Taylor, think, he fumbled the ball. I think, she would, I think she would digress with his production skills, but <laughs> um, he fumbled the ball with Tiana. <laughs> I do, but I just honestly think we're at a point where it's just like Kanye. Like, why? Why are we even still having this conversation? Right? It's like it's just interesting how like these people, you know, are almost like. Like their attempts for relevancy are just like so outlandish, right? It's like the whole standing on the stage with who was that? Marilyn, uh, not Marilyn. Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson was there. Oh, yeah. Don't understand Marilyn why. Yeah. And then the other, and then the other person was up there. The uh, baby. The baby. Right. 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 Like after the whole situation that happened, right? Yep. It, like after yep. watching everything happen, that was your choice, right? And then it's like your wife has divorced you now, and. You again want to like be this victim of your own circumstances, like like you know of, of circumstances of your own creation, right? And so it's just like I, I don't know. I, I just I just want us to move on from like these you can't be a four point four billion dollar victim. Yeah, like these artists of the glory days of when hip hop and stuff looked a certain way. It's like you know, hang it up, you know, move on. You know, I don't know. Yeah, we're done with Kanye. We're done with Kanye in this conversation. Because that next album mm-hmm. he put out, I'm still going to listen to. But uh, <laughs> let's keep this joint rolling, man. Let's keep this joint rolling. Uh, we did touch upon it a little bit. <clears throat> we talked double standards, right? We mm-hmm. talked double standards for Meg Thee Stallion. Now, I want to bring that up a little. A little I want to go a little more into that. Because <clears throat> there is definitely, definitely a double standard in hip-hop. Because Meg Thee Stallion can talk about chicks eating the pussy and this and that and that. Lotto can. Nicki Minaj can. She, You know what I mean? They all can. But that doesn't work for a dude. Once a dude swings the fences, he's out of there. He's gay. He's done. He's finished. But women can play back and forth. Yeah. And we I, now do you find that do you find that to be the same thing that conditioning that we that we learned as children? Yeah, because to yeah, because specifically to to men who are heterosexual, women who women who uh, engage, you know, in, in sex with other women, they they still feel like they can be a third to that. Oh, they still feel like they can get the, the fantasy of getting in on that. Exactly. Is what there, allows there's, that there's to still me. the unfounded belief that 
oh, good. Like she messed with girls, good. Cause I mess with girls too. And it's like, but yeah, it's but that's not, how that, it's like, that's not how that works if she only mess with girls, right? Like, so it's like, <laughs> which is why you see them like come for Young and May, right? Like come for like artists who, you know, are like, nah, like nigga, I only mess with chicks. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why, like, how is this your fantasy? Like, it can't be your fantasy. Cause I don't, I don't fuck with you. Um, but in men's minds, it's just like, oh, she exotic. Like, it is like, that's that's not how this works. Like, that's not how that works. That's not what, like, she's not saying, I'm doing this with chicks for your excitement. Like, you know I'm trying, what I'm I trying mean? to have fun and, my own self. I'm trying to have my own yeah, self. Like, it, 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 and so that's the double standard because it's like, there's still like this fantasy belief. Like, oh, that mean I could have both of y'all. And they both looking at you like, wait, what? Like, how did you get that from me saying yeah. I like her and her saying she like me? Mm-hmm. The first thought of your head was that you could have both of us? Yep. And so that's really where that comes from, right? This whole conditioning of like, you know, uh, your manhood, because like, yeah, I had both of them at the same time. This is like, okay, but like, that's your fantasy of, of these women who are rapping these lyrics. But it's like, that's not the story that they, like the story they telling has nothing to do with you. They ain't say shit about a nigga in the whole song. How did you get, <laughs> how, did you, how did you put yourself in the equation? Like if Johnny had five apples, <laughs> you take away three. How many apples? How you? How you still you found yourself with that? an apple in the equation? Like I just don't understand it. But that's really what it is. Oh man, that's a, that's, that's that's a great analogy. Great analogy. Yeah, that was a real good. One. <laughs> great All right, analogy. man. All right, man. Oh man, is there anything else you guys want to touch upon uh, with uh, George while we have him here? Um, I, I would like to say this is a definitely. Um, good conversation um you definitely touched on the uh pronouns earlier um <clears throat> the reason why i asked is because my kid has a teacher now um so we've been like he has a teacher now and um transgender and he, you know uh basically refers to him as teacher such and such um or professor such and such and you know that's how they refer to that's how he refers to teacher and it was, I, I was surprised. I was like, oh, wow, like, that's how you do that. That's, it was interesting that my kid is learning that, <laughs> you know, like yeah. right now, you know, it's like, yeah. like, that, like he's also, he's going to grow up and he's going to, like, that's it'll be a part now. of his world. It's right? be normal, it automatically, you know? it automatically yep. becomes normalcy. Yep, it's going to be normal. It's going to be normal to him. He not, he's not going to be worried about it. It's going to be like, oh, that's how they get down. That's what they want to be called. Cool. Done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and I think I think that more people just need to like when I when I heard that I was like wow like I was like that's dope I was like you're gonna be involved in that you're gonna be exposed to that you know I wish more people could just be just have that and just be done with it you know like you're done with it <laughs> you know what I'm saying more people would just have it to be done and move on so yep. that's that, that's 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 all I want to say in closing man okay uh, no actually I do I do want to bring up a couple more things I have I have personal questions. Okay, you say mm-hmm. you're queer, right? Or you identify as queer? Mm-hmm. What what is the uh what is the differences between like being get you you know you're I don't want to say you're a man, you're a man. I don't is that the right term? No. I don't know if I'm using the right term. Or I identify as non-binary. Okay. Which means I I don't, I don't identify as You're just as, you. As, I'm, well, no, I don't identify as male or female. I don't identify in the binary. I, I identify as, as non-binary because I, right, because I exist in this world as me and anybody who knows me knows that I have 
what what was been deemed to be masculine energy and feminine energy what is you know deemed to be masculinity or my effeminacy um it's just basically like uh as my friend milan explained it it's just like a shower right like a like you know how like you can move that nozzle to hot to cold to the like that's i, I move through my spectrum um in a way that i don't have to identify as anything okay okay and that's what i'm um, never put like that that's dope yeah okay and now the ne- my next question is now you said your pronouns are, are like they yes and how, how, how and does them. they and them how does one come up like how do you are you like given your pronouns like or you choose them like yeah. you choose your pronouns the same way you i mean yeah i mean the thing is like you know someone told you you were a he and so you was like okay i'm a he right yeah that's just how it is, right? And so, okay. but you go through life, you know, because you're, you accept it and you accepted your pronouns. I went through life not feeling like that, right? I went through life not ever feeling like a he. I, I didn't. I thought at one point I would be transgender and I talk about that in the book, right? Like, I, because I assumed because I was so effeminate, the only thing I could do was transition, right? It's like, well, I'm effeminate and the only thing that I know or I've been conditioned to know is that women are effeminate. So I, at some point have to transition to that because that's what I feel is more of me than masculinity. Um, But then I came to terms with the fact that no, I I have both of those energies and um, I, I, you know, get to say that my pronouns are, are they and them, which means I don't necessarily identify with being a he, I don't necessarily identify with being a she, I just identify as a they, like, cause they basically is like an all encompassing term of whatever pronouns, you know, you think a person may be, so to speak, right? Um, but but it's, it's like, it's about my individual individuality of just saying like, I am they, them, right? Like, cause I am not a he and I am not a she, I am just they, I exist in this world as they, and that's, that's who I am. Okay, okay. But uh, so you 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 consider yourself to be what's the uh, you said more more feminine. Um, is that you know? Did I take the right thing from that comment that you made? Maybe I didn't. I mean, I I I feel like I am. Um, but a lot of people don't, right? Like because I'm gonna say I'm gonna just say real quick, just interject, uh, bug. Matt could probably house you in some hoops. This nigga could ball, son. <laughs> nah. <laughs> this nigga nah. Matt could ball, son. Nah. Again, I am very good at that. Matt no, you could probably ball, son. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is. I'm pretty sure he is. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm extremely... I'm extremely, I'm, a one, I'm extremely confident in my basketball skills. Um, <laughs> smell a challenge oh, going on right quick. I smell, a, one, I smell a 21 oh. game coming on. 100%. Bro, if I come to Jersey, we could definitely get a 21. Whatever. Don't matter. <laughs> I am very good at basketball, but I'm also very good at double dutching. And so it's like... Yo, I, I, know what I, mean? I remember like, Matt tried like, to teach... You tried to show me, like, this is how you do it. I'm like, no, nah, I can't get this hand, this, this hand foot coordination thing. Going. I, <laughs> I, give up. I said, this is your lane. And, <laughs> you know, but that's really what it is, right? It's like, but as, as someone who was conditioned to be a boy, I wasn't supposed to like double dutching, but it was like, that was actually my, my happiest, my happiest space is double dutching, right? Like basketball just happened to be something I was great at, but double dutching was what I was most fun to me, right? But that was something that was like denied to me because like, 
if you did that, like, oh, you you not. Oh no. Kid. Oh hell me. No. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. All, so all like that's really. Yeah. Like right. <laughs> but that's really you know like what what it comes down to the heart of right. It's like who I am on the inside right. Because that's really what when we get to the matter it's like who you are is the parts that people can't see. Um, you know, like we have constructed, like, like looking at a person and saying, oh, that's a man or looking at a person and saying, oh, that's a woman. That's a construct, right? Because somebody designated that men look like this and women look like this. But realistically, we can't see what's on the inside of people. And like the inside of people can feel however they feel despite the shell of the body they're in. And so that's really what my work is, is to get people to understand, like, when you walk in a room and you see a person, don't just, it's like, we always say, don't judge a book by its cover, but we walk in a room and look at a person and be like, oh, that's a fine ass woman. It's like, but how do you know she identifies as that? How do you know they identify as that, right? So it's like, that's really what the whole, the whole crux of it is. It's like getting people to understand that when you walk in spaces and you see people, just not to assume that you already know who these people are based off of the shell of the body that they're in, because their insides, their spirit, their brain, like the way they operate, the way their mannerisms are, that are innate to them may tell a totally different story. So it's like, don't judge a book by its cover. Word. I word. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. All right, Matt, yo, we're not going to hold you. I keep calling you Matt. I'm sorry. You know what it is. Matt George, <laughs> you know, you know you. Uh I know. We appreciate the time. Definitely, definitely. We know you got major moves. You're making major moves. I uh, hope I hope you enjoyed the conversation. We'd uh love I to did. have you back on at at any point in time. If you want to chop it up, man, put put some put some hip hop in your playlist, man. I'm telling you, you won't be you won't be disappointed. <laughs> uh, put some hip hop in your playlist. Uh and uh, um before I let you go, I'm just gonna say Yo, that Beyonce record off King uh, King Richard, not a fan. All right, man, I'm going <laughs> to holler at you. <laughs> we are not going to do the future Oscar <laughs> for best song like that. Because she is clearly going for her nomination. And I will be right there when she's on that Oscar stage performing it. Now, Ray not- always he always trying to like hit Beyonce. Like I'm like, yo, bro, leave Beyonce alone. Bro. Like no, Beyonce is, is literally on her own, bro. Like, like it's like right. you can't you need to leave her out of the conversation all about what's artists, good and what's bad. That's Beyonce. it. Right. Right. <laughs> now, have all you- the artists and then there's Beyonce. Yes, I agree. <laughs> have you met have you met Beyonce? Because I know Beyonce sent you she sent you some Ivy Park packs. Son, you got the met, mystery I classic. Not heard yet. <laughs> yeah, do. I'm not mad at her so yet, but Shelby. I know there you go. one day, one day, you know, I'm getting word up, word up. She done sent you one some packs. Yes, I am one degree of separation, so that's that's still pretty close. There you go. All right, all right. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Again, we appreciate having you on this episode, our 200th episode of I Do It for Hip Hop podcast, man. Uh, George, before you go, man, if you want to uh, give everybody information, let them know how to reach out, how to follow the movement, how to stay in contact and stay abreast to what's going on with you. Yeah, uh, George M. Johnson on Facebook. I am GM Johnson on uh, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. Um, and, you know, if you just continue to look at the headlines, you will see my book pop up every single day because they are removing it from 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 libraries every single day. So. I'm out here in many streets and I'm gonna keep on fighting for black storytelling. Uh, so yeah, just support it. All right, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. We appreciate you, Cuddy. I love you. Keep doing love your you thing. Too. And we're gonna holler, man. All right. All right. Later. Peace, man. All right, peace. <laughs>